Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Hey, listen, 
let me go ahead and just throw this out there for you. My main man, Art Bell, is back. And so am I. And the phone is ringing. Now, Art Bell had to leave. He left his uh, radio show for personal reasons. And I guess I did the same for almost a year. Uh, Late November of last year is when I... I abruptly left my show to take care of some personal business, and now that personal business is concluded, and I am back. The C. Robert Jones broadcast is in full effect. My main man, G. Ski, is out for a while, 2020 Radio Network. Hopefully, he'll be back shortly. Uh, God uh, God bless him. Uh, he suffered um, some medical setbacks, and so hopefully he'll be back soon, and uh, let's see, GGT 183 is still going strong. All the conservative blog talk hosts that were uh, were, were uh, in full effect when I uh, when I went away, they are they're they're still going strong and, and doing great. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is October 22nd, 2013. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Now, tonight's broadcast was inspired by a, a little-known book uh, that I came across on Amazon.com uh, a few days ago. The book is called Alias Barack Obama, A Lie is Born. Alias Barack Obama, the greatest identity fraud in history, Kindle edition can be found on Amazon.com, and I found it to be quite the humorous tale. You know, I'm no Barack Obama conspiracy theorist, uh, but um, I, just, I just had to, you know, to, to talk about it tonight. I really wanted to, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Barack Hussein Obama was born here in the United States or not. There's a lot. I don't know if his name is Barry Satoro, but let me give you a little bit about the book. Uh, the book description goes as thus, and the publishing date was July 10, 2011. It goes on to say that Barack Hussein Obama, too, does not exist. The 44th president of the United States is a foreign-born imposter, literally groomed from birth to be put on the fast track to the White House. His alleged birth name, Barack Hussein Obama II, is not the only thing about him that is total fiction. He goes on to say, as shown in my companion book, alias Barack Obama, a picture is worth a thousand lies. His family album is a Photoshop liography, fabricated to foist his fairy tale life upon a gullible and poorly informed public. Well, the fact that the public is gullible and poorly informed is well that's that's i mean that's right on the head but barack obama has gone by more than one name barry satoro uh barack hussein obama and a couple of other different names it is alleged that he has had uh, no less than six to nine social security numbers attributed to both names. Uh, a social security number out of 
out of Massachusetts, which uh, allegedly he never visited. Uh, there's so many things about this president, so many mysteries surrounding the guy. It is a wonder how he was ever able to ascend to the presidency to begin with. So how did we get here? The book goes on to say that uh, his investigation, uh, the, the, the book author is uh, named uh, Ronald uh, Pollan. Ronald Pollan goes on to say that his investigation into the COLB uh, confirmed that it was a forgery. A certificate of live birth is what COB stands for. But more importantly, it led him to discover that its creation was a major part of a plan to fabricate the identity, biography, experience, and family histories of a boy born to a black Muslim and a white Christian and raised in Indonesia before ever setting foot on U.S. soil. What do you think about that? The call-in number is 347-884-8500. What do you think about that? I mean, all the has there been any more mystery has there been any less mystery surrounding a sitting president of the United States of America? We've known almost everything about every other sitting president, and yet the mystery surrounding this guy is amazing. Simply amazing. We think we know who he is and what he's all about, but Really, we don't. Before entering national politics, alias Barack Obama's uh, biography was carefully constructed, perfectly scripted, programmed, and packaged for mass consumption by a highly malleable media. They, in turn, used their influence on the public to promulgate this fiction without ever intending to investigate or report on its veracity. Indeed, Barack Obama, as we said last night on, on la well, uh, last night was a, was, a, was a barely average student at Occidental College. Went on from there to uh, attend Columbia, which from what my understanding is very difficult to get into if you're a marginal student. But by Barry's own admission, he was a poor student. How did he get into Columbia? And then was a marginal student, so we're told, at Columbia. So then how did he get into Harvard Law? Strings must have been pulled. Because by Barry's own admission... And by Barry, I do I mean Barack Hussein Obama. By his own admission, he was not the best student. Was it a simple case of of uh, you know he's black and you know we got to fill a quota, and so you know he's 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 all we got. He's the best we can do right now, so we got to we got to fill that quota. So we'll go ahead and plug him in here. You know. Was it was it that, or could it be something more to it? Dr. Ronald J. Pollard, Ph.D., wrote a book, and, and there have been so many books, y'all, about what this guy's really all about. 
about whether or not he is who he says he is, how he his yeah, the, the Manchurian uh, president, the Manchurian candidate, the man. Well, I've got a book here somewhere in the back, right behind me, that suggests that Barack Obama was the Manchurian president, that everything about him was created so that he can become the president of the United States and do all the things that, uh, you know, some uh, secret uh, society wants enacted here in the United States. And it is a mystery. It is indeed. The mainstream media has done and continued to do everything in its power to make the birth certificate issue go away. And so far it's gone. All the way from ignoring it, uh, to uh, conducting disinformation campaigns, to launching vicious attacks against anyone seeking the truth at all. In short, they're aiding and abetting treason, in my opinion. Because had this been anyone else in the whole wide world, other than Barack Hussein Obama, the man would have been properly vetted. George Bush, Bush was vetted and is still being vetted, even though he's not no longer in office. Ronald Reagan... Name of sitting name of president who has not been thoroughly researched. I mean, when books are written 10, 20, 30 years from now on the presidency and the personage of Barack Hussein Obama, I mean, what, is there anything? I mean, can you really lay anything concrete on this guy? His grades are his grades from all, all schools, all schools from Occidental all the way through Harvard, as far as I know, have been sealed. Why? How did he get into these schools? Who sponsored him? All of these questions are out there. So now, um, the good doctor says that, uh, you know, he's got all the facts. Dr. Uh, Ronald J. Pollard. You can find his book, on on uh, Amazon, Amazon.com. So, what's the deal here? So now the doctor says here now are indisputable, concrete facts that the Hawaii Health Department, the Obama campaign and administration, Polifact.com, St. Petersburg Times, Frederick, Annenberg, the Annenberg Foundation were fully complicit in the cover up of Obama's true identity and his planned coup of America. And one other question. Is are the are the are the, the alleged conspirators behind all this are they are they succeeding? Is Barack Obama everything they hope for? Let's just say there is a conspiracy out there. And the conspiracy Prop this guy up. Put him in office to do their bidding. What do you think? Have they succeeded? Is he doing what they put him in place to do? That's the question, and we're going to talk about it as soon as we come back. We've got a call on the line. Got a couple of calls on the line. We'll we'll take our calls as soon as we come back uh, from our break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. A great many areas. 
We have listener support, of course, and some who help with the promoting. One group that often goes unrecognized are the wives of Internet Talk Radio hosts. They are the ones who tolerate our dalliances and the time we invest in our hobbies. Well, this is one way we can properly recognize those who are closest to us by broadcasting their sincere sentiments regarding our passions. Are you going to stay up all night? You have family, you know. You're always at that computer. How much money do you make doing that dumbass radio show? You're not the only one to live there, you know. You better come and eat. I'm not bringing it in there. I'm sure many of you in this audience remember a movie that starred Lee Marvin. It was titled The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And the theme song, the title tune, was sung by Gene Pitney. Also had a big hit in 1968 called She's a Heartbreaker. That's not this. This is white comedian Paul Shanklin. And the man who shot Osama bin Laden. Barack Obama came to town. Bin Laden, he just laughed. He laughed. Cause Barry said he'd close Gitmo and choose another path. But the point of a gun was the only law the terrorists understood when it came to shooting straight and fast. Barry was no good. From out of the left, he brought his friends the law books in their hands and plans. They said, let's take him to New York and put him on the stand. But the point of a gun was the only law that Ben Laden understood. When the final showdown came at last, a law book was no good. Many times Sandy cut and run. Many times he would stall. But the man who shot Osama Bin Laden, I shot Osama Bin Laden. He was the bravest of them all. The love of a job will make a man do what he should have done. At least once. Just trying to be reelected in a few short months. And the point of a gun was the only law that Bin Laden understood. When it came to finding him at last. Waterboarding work. Many times Sandy cut and run. Many times he was stopped. But the man who shot Osama bin Laden, I shot Osama bin Laden. He was the bravest of them all. The man who shot Osama bin Laden, he shot Osama bin Laden. Beside that soldier, you look small. Hey, hey, hey. That's not fair. I sent him and, and, and watched from my corner of the situation room. I had to stay up late and make decisions on a weekend. And I didn't get a fruit cup. Somebody promised me a fruit cup. In the movie, you remember, it was John Wayne who shot Liberty Valance. Anybody remember who played Liberty Valance? You didn't see the movie, Don? 
It was. That's exactly right, Jack. Polanski played Liberty Valance. Way to go, Mamone. Jimmy Stewart thought... Uh, many people thought Jimmy Stewart shot Liberty Valance, but it wasn't. It was uh, John Wayne. Gene Pitney tuned there. Hey, morning. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. No, it was not Jack Palance who played the role of Liberty Valance. As we pointed out last night on last night's broadcast, it was who? Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin played Liberty Valance. Now, as was indicated in last night's broadcast, Jack Palance played the villain in the movie Shane. And for his less than 15-minute appearance, he earned a Supporting Actor Oscar nomination. Unheard of before or since an Oscar nomination for less than, well, 15 minutes of of uh, footage. He was so compelling in that role. It was absolutely magnificent from the way he walked, this very slow, easy, cat-like walk that he, that he uh, put on display in Shane to the way he mounted his horse and got off it. He, he might have uttered a full sentence during his whole time on screen. And for that, he got an, a, a Supporting Actor Oscar nomination, Jack Palance, folks. It was utterly fantastic. And as I indicated in last night's broadcast, often I will put the movie on, the Blu-ray I have here version, and just watch his part in the movie. I'll fast forward and watch his part, and when he's done, I'm done. It's great. So now, back to what we were talking about here. Is Barack Obama the real deal? Hell no. And if he is what so many are saying he is, is he, is he fulfilling the role? We have a call on the line. We'll take our call and find out what he has to say. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. What's up, guy? Or girl? Doc Jones, cool Mike in the house. Mike, there he is. Hey, how you doing, guy? Hey, great. Well, thanks for inviting me. It's good to have you back. Yeah, um, it's good to be back. It's good to be back, and it's good to have you on. I, I, you know what? I, I was under the, mis- I was under the impression that uh, Annie thought that I was going to be doing her show, Annie the Radio Chick on uh, Southern Sense. But you know, I didn't get her messages until late. Did you do the show with her today? No, I did not. I'm 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 involved in a in a race in a uh, political race here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, until the fifth of November. So anytime uh-huh. uh, between Tuesday, I, I thought when I talked to you last, I had asked you to do it. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But either way, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I won't be able to make it. So anytime you can bounce in, I know Dana helped her. Uh, Dana helped her last week. Yeah. So. Um, well, you know, getting our feet dirty, right back, picking up right where we left off, Doc, a year ago. You know, Obama is the real deal. It all depends on what your deal is. But, I mean, uh, if you are somebody who is looking forward to uh, uh, turning the United States into basically a uh, fantasy country, yeah. uh, th- then that's it. Uh, one of the things that uh, is happening, I know in Michigan, uh, people are so easily manipulated, and they're very stupid. They're not misled. They're not naive. They're just stupid people. 
I mean, it was really the German people that marched Hitler into power and did an awful lot of things And throughout history. We like to say, well, you know, he did that. No, people in general are stupid. And if uh, Barack Obama said this, then they follow, they follow it. It's no different than the direction he is taking us is certainly a direction way beyond where George Bush was even taking us. Now, everyone knows I'm very critical of Bush, but Barack Obama is taking us way, way into debt. It's one thing about being in debt, say, for, on, in simple terms, being in debt $100. It's another yeah. thing to be in debt $100,000. And each human being walking this planet from a little newborn to an adult is becoming more and more burdensome to whereas when Reagan was around, I think we were in debt each like $1,200 to now. I don't even know what it is. But it's that somewhere is the in the area of about 20000 20, uh, I think right. well, uh, it was... Yeah. Yeah, well, um, that is for, the direction they're taking us, Doc. I mean, and we're getting deeper and deeper in the quicksand. And sooner or later, it's not just to our knees. Yeah. And uh, pe- people are just stupid. I mean, well, but but you know, you know, Mike, I have um I have heard um numerous reports as have you that um it's it's impossible it's 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 mathematically impossible for us to get out of debt to 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 even strike a blow to our national debt it's impossible that the ball is rolling in terms of our debt that it's never going to ever cease i mean it's impossible to stop it so so my my question is if that's true, if economists around the world, and even my main man, Milton Friedman, has, has stated that it is impossible to even make a dent in the debt that we owe, that we're still paying for Woodrow Wilson's debt, we're still paying the, the principal. We've, we've paid the interest and, and all that, but we're still paying on the principal of the debt that we owe that was accumulated by Woodrow Wilson during, for world, to pay for World War I. How will we ever even make a dent? What, what would we have to do as a nation to actually bring down the debt? How, how will we ever balance the budget and, 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 and to the point where we're, we're actually paying on the actual principle of the debt? How could we do that? Well, I think implosion is one. I mean, it gets to a point to where as people understand what is taking place. Um, unless, Doc, unless everybody's living room is uh, has a kidnapper and ties them up, you don't really worry about the, your next-door neighbor or the person down the street getting broken into. And, Doc, it's just people need to feel once people really get hit, uh, and it's going to take a, a leader who not only is a president, but it's, he's going to have to have a lot of Congress people, and it's going to take. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and, and Doc, I, I believe that this is exactly uh, powers that be are started on the, started us on this role, and those powers that be are patient. Those powers that be are very intelligent, and they're also invisible. It's not the people we think it is, or the ones we blame it or finger point to. Um, and it's it's going to take number one a leader who wants to do a lot of things such as what JFK wanted to do or Calvin Coolidge and cutting government 
almost right in half. And following the Constitution, if we follow the Constitution, this country not only is uh, fully financed, but it'll be run the way it was supposed to. And powers that be know that when they could, we circumvent the Constitution, when we constantly, in government, we trust, uh, that means in government we debt. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that, that's it, Doc. I think in one of your last shows prior to last November, I mean, you pointed out that in order for something like this to happen, they, uh, a battle, that they need a good general. And they found yeah. one. And we elected Obama, and we re-elected Obama, and, you know, this is equivalent to, uh, I don't want to say a beginning of an end, but a beginning of something that's either going to make us or break us. Well, yeah, you know what, I, 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 tend, to, I tend to agree, but, um, you know, and as much as I would love for us to, for the Congress to not raise the debt, debt uh, ceiling, I mean, I think that would be a first step, in my opinion. Uh, I, I just, you know, and it, when, when, when you take the emotion out of it and, and you take the and, and you just go purely on fact and logic, um, not raising the debt ceiling. Let's say we, we Congress had developed a backbone and decided that they were not going to raise the debt limit. It, it just wasn't going to happen. We would then default on our debts. What would happen after that? We default on our debts. Some folks don't get paid. What, well, then what? Uh, you know, does it go into a collection agency? Uh, do folks uh, like China decide they're going to take it out on us by, you know, confiscating some property, i.e. Uh, war, you know, and, uh, you know, taking over maybe Hawaii, you know, or, or I mean, I don't know. I I just don't know. I just don't know where it where it's all going to end. You know how it's all going to turn out. It, you know we've gotten. Uh, you know I I sell um, you know survival equipment uh, on one of my websites, and uh, you know last year you know uh, I was doing big business. You know folks were buying survival gear from not only my company but a lot of other companies. You know and and you know getting ready for what they believe to be. You know the end of America as as we as as we know it. Um, I you know and 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 there have been so much talk about default and how we're going to default on our debt and, and how you know the country's going to implode financially as a result of Obama's stewardship and and that of even uh, you know George Bush uh, you know W you know and 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 so many other presidents. I just don't. I just don't see a way out of it. Even with Barack Obama driving up the debt the way he has, I don't see how we stop, even with a Republican president. If you were president, Mike, you're coming into office after Barack Obama, what would you do to, 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 uh, to stop the bleeding? Well, that, one person can't do it themselves. That's, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the big picture of so it. So pre a president can't do it. No, well, a uh, president may try to do it, but they'll kill him. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, that's, it's that simple. And this goes back to Andrew Jackson, who in advance knew they were going to come for him, so he sent people to go get them first. Mm -hmm. um, it, throughout history, I mean, people who have tried to make a difference, uh, tragic accidents have uh, bestowed them. 
But if I were president, I think the first thing I would do, I would campaign on on very uh, a lot more liberalism, a lot yeah. more of the message that seems to be elected. Um, but the whole time you're planning and plotting almost the opposite. And when people wait, you're elected. When people uh, when people wake up one night with one felt swoop, you've eliminated eliminated basically a large percentage of the departments and they've immediately been shut down um one of them i think has got to has to be uh in many many ways the the, uh department of homeland security or the nsa and i don't know that you need to shut them down maybe you just need to immediately defund them uh almost uh stop the the food from getting to the mouth of the animal um, and there are several departments, Department of Energy, Department of Labor, uh, just a huge amount. And you have to do it overnight with one felt swoop. And uh, basically, you continue to let Congress and uh, the Senate fight it out. But yeah. I don't know that you yeah. can make a huge – I don't know that one person can make a difference. The, the, the enemies who not only elected Obama but helped them get reelected, this is so deep and it's so big. And they're so everywhere. I mean, yeah. they are in local levels. They are in state levels. It's just, it's it's going to take a joint effort. One of the things that has really disappointed me, Doc, that I thought with Obamacare is that I thought a lot of governors would really go against it in their individual states. But most Republicans are even going with it. Here in Michigan, our useless governor is, is going with it. And I mean, this is just, mm-hmm. they're almost like, if you think of Star Wars, uh, it basically the emperor had individual governors to rule over what would be planets. And that's exactly what we have. Is we, the governors are going on board with Obama, uh, not only for the sake of the finance of it, but it's it, in reality of it, Doc, it's almost like monopoly money. It's all electric numbers that in reality don't exist from the monetary standpoint, and you're a historian, but from the monetary standpoint of a real treasury department, that keeps the money valuable. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that's exactly right. It's a it's a situation where we 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 think we know. Okay, well, all you really have to do is defund this or defund that. I mean, there was talk that once um, Republicans took over Congress that. Uh, and, and, and a lot of a lot of congressmen vowed to defund Obamacare. That way, it would not go into effect, and 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 that would be the end of that. And a lot of us, myself included, campaigned uh, for uh, congressional uh, leaders to do just that. You know, I I voted for congressmen because they said that they were going to defund Obamacare, and that would be the end of that. And it turns out not to be the case at all. So, well, what twenty? 27 states sued the federal government uh, uh, so that they wouldn't have to enact Obamacare. What happened to that? We're not, we haven't heard anything about that. Um, you know, I think that uh, the Republican leadership, they're, they're, uh, they're, 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 they're vowing to do all these things uh, to uh, lessen the blow of Obama's uh, presidency. And uh, they, they put on a show, you know, for a couple of weeks. And then they pretty much cave into the guy's demands, just like the, uh, the the recent events. You know, I, I just I have I have no hope that the Congress 
and even some of our most conservative senators will be able to, uh, you know, they'll be able to hold the guy off, you know, but in, in terms of the damage that he's going to do to this country uh, with Obamacare and a lot of other things, EPA regulations and so on, um, you know, the war on coal, the war on Christmas, the war on the, the basic decency, I mean, after eight years, how do you reverse that? I mean, I just don't see. I just don't see how it's gonna gonna be done. You know, you put stuff in, uh, you know, over an eight year period, and then like it's gonna take like twenty to thirty years to uh, to, to reverse it. I just don't see it happening. Now, Flycat says to that be strong. He can, but if a yeah. president really wants to be strong, they they can do it. But you're right, Doc. They need they need support. I think the 2010 election was a big scam. I think we all believed we were getting ourselves, this is the group, these are the soldiers, these are the people that were really going to at least maybe not win victory, but they were going to sustain the war until we could bring reinforcements in. And as it turns out, they basically turned the guns on you and I, and uh, here we are in full retreat again. Yeah, and it's it's embarrassing because these guys say that they're you know that they're that they're gonna you know do certain things. They 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 promise us, uh, well, you elect me and I'll handle this and we'll get this done and we'll get that done. They're they're not they're not getting anything done, and it's 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 gotten to the point of embarrassing right now. Now, Flycatch writes in the chat room that Obama needs a civil war to bring his plan to completion. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, I. 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 I, I don't think. Uh, you know. I don't think a lot of folks are taking Obama seriously anymore. You know. I, I think that hit the magic for this guy has worn off. Uh, you know, to the point where his numbers are down in the in the 30s. You know, he doesn't have the support. You know, and 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 it amazes me that he's gotten to the point where he's he's gotten some of the things he's gotten from the Republican Party. Because you know he, uh, the the public's not with him anymore, not the way they were. You know when he was first elected, he was in the seventy percent range. He went down to the to the low fifties, and you know now he's like in the thirties in terms of his popularity poll numbers. Is that correct? I mean, I, I last I last I read uh, the Pew poll, he was at thirty eight percent. You know, well, it's pretty his popularity. Uh... Well, as far as his approval rating, I think it is pretty low. Well, one of the doc, one of the one of the things that, uh, in order to, you would ask me a question about changing. Well, one of the things we have to do, nothing is going to change overnight, is understand that it's going to take a generation of real education, not indoctrination, but education on. Uh, very much the Constitution and the laws of the Constitution and what exactly it means to where is, I mean, we've gone several generations of indoctrination to where this is what has come to be expected. It's a perfect example I pointed out in my area. I, I met a, since I was a little shorty growing up, there was this individual who has always been at the forefront of the black community fighting for a lot of the things that uh, a lot of the injustices that they had for many, many years, 
um, whether they couldn't use a bathroom, whatever it may be. Well, I pointed out something to them just this morning and, uh, about, and about an injustice going on, a big one. Um, you got a, we got a parks millage, $4 million, among three parks in the black community. They got $1,000 to split. Mm-hmm. So $4 million for all these parks, but the black community, three parks get a grand. So each one of them gets about 350 bucks. So I said to the guy, you're going to do something? I mean, this is clearly an injustice. He says, well, you've got to pick and choose your battles. Turns out he works for the downtown development. So, you know, who we think is really, wow, I really like this guy. He is, he's just amazing. Well, you know what? They get to them, too. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to take a lot, Doc. And, and it's the people that we really look to. These are the people that are going to help us. Uh, we better look five, four or five times because they just may be an illusion of, uh, of once we put them in that kind of office, uh, they may take us down the same path. We, no we doubt. Ultimately, Doc, we're responsible for this. It's you yeah, and I we, and everyone else. It start, begins and starts with me. No doubt that's true. Uh, I, you know, I have a... Um, I have a parody here, uh, 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 Paul Shanklin parody. I don't know if you know that Paul Shanklin does uh, parodies for Rush Limbaugh, and uh, I have a, 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 a parody here. Where are where are all where have all the conservatives gone? And uh, uh, it's like, who do we have on the horizon? Who has the uh, the fortitude? Who's willing? Who's willing to accept? The fact that if if he, he if he comes into office and says I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, he he is satisfied with a one term with with one term. He you know because for it as far as I know, you know for, to my mind, Mike, to get the things done that need to be done, the president who comes in here is going to be so unpopular that it's going to be a one-term deal. You know, he in uh, cut the EPA, uh, get rid of uh, all of these these social uh uh, uh programs, you know, and, and get rid of a whole lot of uh, uh of uh, of cabinet posts that 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 are redundant and unnecessary. I mean, all of those things that need to be done. I mean, a complete and utter overhaul of the United States government, Washington, D.C. I'm talking about leveling buildings or selling office space for a lot of these, the State Department, all these other things that have grown so large, just go bare bones. Because if I were president of the United States and I ran for office, and I, I'd go completely bare bones. I mean, I would cut the government to the bone. If, if if I if I if I became president and I were and I had um, a staff of three hundred, that staff would be three. I mean, I would go I would go whole hog, and and, and that's what's going to have to happen, Mike. If we're going to get this situation under control that we find ourselves in as a nation, the I guy's going to have to come in. Yeah. Well, you're right, Doc. And, and you know something, Doc? Another thing is we have to be willing as people to accept our role, whatever role it is we play, 
We have to be able to uh, accept constructive criticism. A perfect example, I didn't know you were doing a show last night, so I went back and listened to it. And most people know when it comes to finance or comes to the, conser- the monetary monetary conservatism, I like Rush Limbaugh. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. you called his show to correct him. Oh, he doesn't like that. What would be what would be wrong with this person, whether it's Rush or any host, saying, you know, Dr. Jones called my show a little while ago. He's a friend of mine from from Florida, and he made a correction. What is wrong with accepting the fact that one of the people who support your program pointed something out wrong? Instead, they get so damn defensive. We cannot accept our role as a team player or the fact that we may be right or we may be wrong. Or, you know what, maybe your job as a general, you're just not cut out to be a general. You're going to be a great infantryman. And and playing that role, we have to understand that we have a role to play. We have to accept whether it's good or whether it's bad. But just know it's the overall team. And I agree with you. But, Doc, I, I honestly think it has to be almost a destructive overnight. You have to wake up and those buildings aren't sold. They're gone. They're leveled. They're yeah. just because anything short of that, that allows the enemy too much time of retaliation. And the whole time, though, Doc, you also have to take to the offensive. You know certain powers that be are going to come for you, so you have to send them out a couple of days in advance to take them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, uh... I mean, liberals have this cause, Doc. They're so well organized. I mean, if if Barack Obama said we want to go to socialism. He could have millions rallying for socialism in an hour. So these people yeah. rally, they get big numbers, and they love their cause. I mean, that's one thing about liberals. They they love talking liberalism. Oh, oh that that's that's clear. But you know, I see that Obama's um his power in terms of public opinion is waning. Uh you know, it's taken this great nation um what, six Seven years, six years of Obama's uh, term to realize that this guy is ineffectual. He does not, he, he's not doing his job, that he's not a very good president, you know, and, and slowly but surely, you know, and, and I think the liberals, the liberals um, like Ed Schultz and, and and some of those guys from MS, MSNBC are frustrated with the president because they thought that he was going to, you know, transform the United States of America, to fundamentally transform the United States of America. And he has not done that. And, yeah, it's a great testament to um, the uh, conservative congressmen, uh, Congress and, and the conservative senators who held him off thus far. But, you know, a lot of liberals are – you know, they're disenchanted with the guy because he hasn't gone far enough, which brings me back to the question I asked originally. You know, if Barack Obama is the Manchurian president, as some have indicated, and uh, the gentleman who the, – the, the doctor who wrote the book uh, here, um, that, uh, alias Barack Obama, Dr. Ronald Pollan, if, if he's right, then those folks who spent all of their time and effort – and capital in bringing Barack Obama to the presidency, then they thus far they failed, you know. And 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 uh, uh, golf golf uh, dogs 
uh, Obama says that Obama is setting this country up for martial law. Um, you know, all these things, you know, I've been saying that for years, but so far it hasn't happened. Um, I just, uh, I just think the guys failed in terms of fundamentally transforming the United States of America. He's, he's, he's transformed us into a laughingstock all around the world. You know, when originally it was suggested that he was not just the president of the United States, but president of the world. I don't know if you remember that. You know, folks were saying that this guy was beyond the presidency of the United States, you know, that he was a rock star, that he was loved the whole world over. Now, pretty much, he's a laughingstock. You know, nobody's taking him seriously. And Vladimir Putin, of all men, of all leaders, is now seen as a man with backbone, with spying, who, a man who is to be revered and feared, a man who is to be respected and admired. Wasn't that supposed to be Barack Obama? But now it's Vladimir Putin riding around on horseback shirtless. Bareback, too. Bareback, horseback, shirtless, you know, taking pictures with, with koala bears and surfing with sharks and all kinds of craziness, you know, just being manly. You know, everybody's like digging this guy <laughs> and, and no and, you know, folks are laughing at Barack Obama. So I don't know. I think he's been a failure because he's incompetent. You know, it, it's going to come out sooner or later. You know, that's what I think. Well, Doc, for, for some, I, I, Doc, it's really already come out you're, when you're talking about the obviously the people from the healthcare system in Hawaii. There, there, there is. It's a complete cover-up. The birth certificate's a complete scam. Even if you wanted to say it's real, even if you were a, the, the Barack Obama's wife, unless you were completely clueless, blind, and stupid, and all of the above, uh, it's false. It's a fake birth certificate. Hawaii, they clearly manipulated, uh, they're manipulating this just to keep them sustained. And a lot of this stuff, Doc, I believe, a lot of these stories... I believe are to sustain uh, whether it's the uh, you know the shutdown. I believe a lot of this is to cover up the fact that other people have information, not only to prove what you've been talking about for many years throughout the show, as far as Obama's true identity, but regarding the NSA and the spying. And just a story recently came out that uh, supposedly a employee of NSA, who is officially retired now. Um, he was listening to these teenagers who used to have phone sex every day. That was part of his whole, uh, and clearly uh, there are many stories that have leaked to prove that uh, whether it's the NSA or other organization, they were spying on American people. And I believe a lot of these other stories, uh, the, the government shutdown, and just all the other bullcrap stories, they're all to cover the simple fact of the, uh, the issues, the real issues that would uprise the American people. I really believe that. Oh, I, 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 I agree. I agree that uh, there's a misinformation, misdirection. Uh, a lot of that's going on to, uh, to, 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 to turn our attention elsewhere. And Barack Obama has so far been the master of that if he's been the master of nothing else. Uh, that is a misinformation and misdirection to uh, turn our attention from here to there, press to digitation. I, I, I never did understand that word. I mean, why, why not just say magic? But hey, that. 
it's you know sleight of hand. Now you see me, now you don't. You know, it's uh, it it and he he's very good at that. You know, and uh, I just think that uh, I believe that the American people are finally waking up to the fact that our president is, by and large, incompetent. You know, and I've seen it. I've seen it, Mike, in in real life, and you have too. You know, the 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 guy or the girl, the man or the woman who has been put in a position of authority and leadership, who they they don't have any business being there. You know, somebody did it because it was somebody's cousin, you know, or somebody's grandchild or, or, or nephew. And you put him in a position of leadership to try to, you know, because you're trying to help the guy out. And, and he just doesn't have the tools because he didn't he didn't punch the tickets. He didn't he didn't he didn't go by the he didn't paint by the numbers. And, you know, a lot of folks, they, they paint by the numbers and you get a feel for whether or not they have the tools to carry on and go forward, to be groomed for greater things. Barack Obama was groomed for greater things from, from way back, but he was found wanting at every turn. I mean, it's well documented that the guy's lazy when he was at uh, Harvard. He was lazy and ineffectual and incompetent when he was teaching at the University of Chicago. He calls himself a professor there when he was never a professor there. He was an associate. I mean, he, 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 he has not punched the tickets. He is not – he's lazy as president. He admits to being lazy. He admits to – you know, loving the perks of being president, but not the actual work involved. And, and that's been echoed by, you know, friend and foe alike. We can only expect, you know, incompetence from a man who professed to be incompetent from the beginning. You know, well, he, he, as you said, uh, he, it's over his head and yeah. it continues to be over his head. A, a good a good talker who leads a company. He only can talk and bullshit his way so much before the company is just suffering so bad from the actual from the actual fact that he is not a very good CEO and business runner. Although he may be a good speaker and car salesman, it's only a matter of time, and that slowly but surely is happening. If you think realistically about it, the same people who disliked Barack Obama five or six years ago still dislike him. It's his own that are basically slowly imploding his own base simply because they don't think he's taken them liberal enough. Yeah. It's that simple. His own base is turning on him. And that, that, that usually does happen in the second half of a, of a second term for a president. Throughout history, that has happened. Uh, Reagan was hampered with Iran-Contra, uh, Bill Clinton and Monica. I mean, just on and on and on. Uh, mm -hmm. But the, the fact is, I, even if I were an Obama supporter, you really can't argue with the facts that are stated. I mean, it's, they're just factual, and you can't debate them. Where, where, I, where, I think I, where I think America really is missing, and I don't know that we've ever been like this, but clearly from the very beginning – we should have stood fast and forced him to produce a birth certificate that proved he was American-born. That should be very, very important because it's not only part of the, our, our, our founding fathers' uh, declaration and constitution, but it should be important to us 
for many of the reasons that Barack Obama is showing us. I used to think it wouldn't be bad that, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't really agree with that part of the Constitution because we've got a lot of good immigrants and they'd make a good pre president. Barack Obama has proven why the Founding Fathers did what they did, and that's accurate, because your allegiance oh. must be red, white, and blue, period. Yeah, it, it leaves no room for uh, for, for error yep. there, but apparently it it, it, it you know, I, I honestly, honestly, Mike, um, you know, I don't know if how the process works in terms of, you know, when, when you're running for president, do you have to come in with your documents, you know, your passport, your 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 driver's license, your birth certificate, you know, all the things that you and I would need, you know, just to get some basic identification of, our, you know, to, you know, being, you know, as as we are who we say we are. I don't know, and perhaps there's somebody who can call in on our next show and, and, and actually, or maybe I'll do some research a little bit later on tonight to try to verify what, what if I were a candidate, what would I need to, to produce? You know, uh, what set of records do I need to produce to an official in order to be placed on a ballot to run for president? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if George Bush had to, you know, present his documents or... Ronald Reagan, but I'll find out. I believe I'll it's find. state to state. Each state mm -hmm. certifies you. But I, I don't know. You'd have to do that. Well, Doc, I'm going to mute myself and listen to the rest of the show since it's winding right. down. It's great to have yeah. you back, Doc. We really, we really missed you. Well, I'm glad to be back, and thank you very much, Mike. I do appreciate it, uh, and I uh, appreciate the call. You know, the time has flown by with, uh, with with your calling, so thank you very much for calling in. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to wrap things up shortly. I usually uh, set the show um, to go a little bit longer. Um, the show is usually an hour uh, from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., but because I'm getting back into the groove of things, I set it for, you know, a, a little bit longer, so then just in case I um, – suffered some technical difficulties, you know, starting back. But uh, thanks again, Mike, and I do appreciate it. Uh, Mike is the co-host with Annie the Radio Chick, Southern Sense, and the show is on what days, Mike? Tuesdays at 2 and Tuesdays Fridays two. at 2 p.m. Eastern Friday. Standard Time. There we go. I, I sometimes get it confused, so I had to. Well, had to you can make a note of it and be there anytime <laughs> you can until after the November election here. Doc, just one quick thing I want to point mm -hmm. out to is how these political people invade everywhere. Yeah. In, in this race I'm involved in, it's a comptroller's race. For those who don't know what a comptroller is, it's basically the accountant for the city, the mm -hmm. accounts payable, the. the well, the Republicans are running an individual who works in a lab in a, in a, at a hospital. Mm -hmm. um, she has no accounting experience whatsoever. She's run repeatedly in the area. But the Republicans just put her there because they want someone who would run. Nobody would run. The Republicans found a lab tech running against yeah. a person who's a former vice president of PNC Bank. And I think to myself, okay, the Republicans really want this person who's a lab tech because they're a Republican, although they have no accounting experience. They have no clue what's going on. And until individual parties of both parties realize we need to nominate smart people who really are going to make a difference and not just we need our party person, then the party system itself is going to implode itself. 
you're going to see you're going to really see third parties making a big impact because even Democrats are tired of people not being liberal enough. Republicans are tired of rhinos. That's yeah. all. Yeah, oh, all right. no doubt. Thanks a lot, Mike. I do appreciate it. And, Doc, gonna... you need to run for yep. Congress yourself. Oh, man, I've got a little bit too much baggage for that. But, uh, hey, uh, I'll give it some thought. You know, back down home in Florida, you know, uh, it's a little bit easier <laughs> than in, say, Virginia or Georgia. But thanks a lot, Mike. I do appreciate the call. Um, I'm going to tell a quick story before we get off the air here. Um, G-Ski, 2020 Radio Network, uh, suffered a health setback recently. And so... Uh, at the time, I was in um, a couple of weeks ago. I was in Georgia, and I decided I'm going to go. I was going to go down and 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 visit him, you know. And uh, I, I didn't call or anything like that. I just said I'm going to. He, he's down at uh, Atlanta Medical Center, and I'm about 30 miles away, so I'm going to drive down and see him. I take him a nice gift. I, I got I got a nice gift for him and all that. And so I drove down to the Atlanta Medical Center. I was told that he was in ICU. I was told that he was in a specific room. Okay, so I get to the get to the room, the the ICU, and uh, and and I and I, and I get buzzed in by uh, one of the nurses, and I get to the nurses station, and I don't know Jiski's real name. I mean, we've been radio you know buddies, you know, in the same city. And on the on the radio together, and he appeared on my show, and 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 I on his, and had no idea what his name is. So I'm standing there in front of the nurse, and I said, "Well, he's in uh, room 231." I look over for room 231. I walk over, and well, the person in the room is certainly not G Ski, based on pictures I've seen of him. It's some uh, some unfortunate older lady. So I go back to the nurse's station and I and I I ask the nurse, um, you know, where, where where's the guy who was in uh, in room two thirty one? And uh, she said, uh, well, what's his name? And I said, well, you know, I I I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but he was here just a couple of days ago. So, you know, can you tell me where that guy is? So, the nurses. The sweetest, the sweetest ladies, they don't look at me like I'm crazy. You know, why are you here to visit somebody? You don't even know the guy's name. You know, they're not even going there. They're trying to find out who was in that room. Well, do you have a first name? I said, well, I think his name is George. You know, you know, George. So is that his first name or his last name? That's his first name. So they go back and look through the records, and finally they send me up to the fourth floor. I go up to the fourth floor, and I give him the name George. We don't have anybody by that name. So, well, that's his first name. Do you have a George? Well, we don't look it up that way. And finally, I go back down to <laughs> back down to the uh, to, to 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 intensive care, and a nice, sweet lady comes over and she helps me. I finally find find his room. I go back up to the fourth floor, and find out his first and last name, go to the room, and he's not there either. But I started to think, well, maybe this isn't his room. Because even though the room was empty, and clearly somebody you know, was in the room, somebody was occupying the room, but they just weren't there, 
the television was on CNN. And I'm thinking, no, G. Ski would not have the television on CNN. It would be on you know, Fox News, fair and balanced. So maybe this isn't his room either. Anyway, I wait around for about a half hour or so, and the, the, the occupant of the room doesn't show when I leave. But that, I said all that because a lot of us have known each other for, over, for, for two, three years, conservative radio hosts, talking to each other on the air and off, and we don't even know each other's real names a lot of times. And so here I was standing in the hospital to visit my friend, who I believe I can call him that even though we'd never met, and I don't even know his name. And still to this day, I have not seen him. You know, I, 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 I couldn't go back to the hospital because I went back down. I went down to Florida, you know, the next day, and I hope he's doing well. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, find out what's going on with him, but that's just a little bit of a story. So maybe we should, as conservative hosts, try to get to know each other a little bit better where we at least know each other's names. You know, I've got GGT183 in the house. I've got Flycatch in here. I've got Evil Clown, Swing Easy, the Binary Prince. I know his name. You know, I know Mike's name. But uh, I don't know what uh, GGT183's real name is. <laughs> you know, maybe I, maybe I heard it a couple times here or there, but, you know, I don't know. Anyway, folks, thank you for indulging me in that little story. <laughs> it went on long and it probably rambled, but... Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and listen to the show tonight. There are plenty of places you could be and plenty of things you could be doing, but you chose to tune in tonight, and I do appreciate it. Thank you all very much, and we'll be back tomorrow night. Um, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. And I hope my man uh, George G. Ski of 2020 Radio is doing okay. And you know what? I'm going to get off the air right now and try to find out what's going on with him. Y'all have a good night. God bless you.